Welcome and welcome all guys to the Goldmouth Podcast. I am your host, Giggs. Of course, I don't have the most, but I have plenty in terms of football discussion. Uh, of course, I'm joined by KD, uh, but I have a special guest who is returning, yeah. returning, returning, returning. It's been a long time coming. Uh, an OG of the podcast, he's been with us uh, from the start, of course, went missing. But he's finally back, an avid Manchester fan, a fan of the fans, the man that is Kolo. Thank you. Thank you so much, Giggs. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be back. I was busy a bit, but now I'm back representing Man City, Badman team. You know, you know, you know. So, so KD, again, uh, thank you again for this week. KD was not on the last podcast. We were with Sam J. Sam J is hosting the last one. Uh, Sam J is not with us uh, this week, but... uh, I want to talk Champions League because I'm and, and I'm happy Kolo is on the podcast this uh, week because there are a couple of things that we have to deep dive into. Of course, I know KD is going to make fun of me because my one half of the Champions League results did go as planned and one half of the Champions League went as planned. So it, <laughs> it, it, it was a toss-up between all between all the matches that were played. But uh, before all that, this is your show, the Goal Mouth Podcast. Now, I want to start with, uh, with of course, now that I have Colo here, I want to start with the Real Madrid versus City game. I have to admit, and that's why I want Colo to start, uh, once I, I have to, Colo to start with commenting. Now, I had, of course, I predicted that uh, Real Madrid are going to go through, given that they are the kings of Champions League, they are the kings of Europe, but clearly uh, Pep Guardiola had a bigger motivation and they went to uh, the Etihad and, of course, uh, the aggregate became 4-2. Now, Kolo, I want to start with you because I don't know where you're yeah. back from. Given that the blunders were all on Varane, what exactly are we? What exactly are you going to attribute to the success of Manchester City, other than the fact that Varane had uh, a very bad game? One thing I'd love to say is that uh, Varane's mistakes were due to the high pressing of Man City forward. Uh, the first goal, Gabriel Jesus was. On Varane, like his shadow, like Gabriel Jesus wouldn't let Varane go one meter away from him. Uh, he was yeah. Varane every time. So Varane couldn't pass, and that's why Gabriel Jesus was able to pass the ball to Sterling, and Sterling scores the goal. The second goal, Gabriel Jesus is pressing, still pressing. Varane heads it up to the goalkeeper, Blanda. Yeah. Gabriel Jesus pounces like the Brazilian he is. And here's where I think maybe the Real Madrid game and how they, they were at the front maybe was overshadowed by the fact that Varane had two mistakes. But KD, that game before going into it, before Friday, uh, we were discussing last Sunday, it was too close to call. Uh, we were not able, actually I predicted it's going to go over the 90. Because the aggregate score yeah. only showed that these were two sides that could not be separated. But clearly, uh, them walking to, into the Etihad was a different case altogether. Before all that gigs, man, I think I, I deserve a round of applause, man, for my prediction. Very good. Yes, yes, <laughs> my, yes, yes, yes. My, predi- my prediction was just so spot on. But then also, Giggs, huh? 
when we were looking at that game, we were talking about Real Madrid and how, and how they were going to miss Sergio Ramos. And when you look at that game, it was all about one person that was missing, Sergio Ramos. Sergio and Ramos. Collins, then Collins was talking about um, Varane and his mistakes and how Gabriel Jesus was pouncing on the mistakes by Varane. But then also, they were missing the key man, that is Sergio Ramos. And you know, people have been so critical of Sergio Ramos and his performances, so he's a penalty match and all that. But when you watch that game, it was only Sergio Ramos that was missing because when you watch the attacking-wise, they were doing so well with Benzema. Well, apart from Eden Hazard, who did not have a very good game. Um, the young Rodrigo also had a very good game. But then also, you just have to give it to City because attacking-wise, they were just so good especially Raheem Sterling and also Gabriel Jesus. They were just so good. But do you think, do you think then the performance maybe by people like Benzema and Rodrigo were overshadowed by the fact, and, and, as, and as we've said, uh, the lack of Sergio Ramos in that squad then uh, tells a certain story of Real Madrid. Do, do they then, is it possible that we are saying that Real Madrid have to have Sergio Ramos to have a good game? Or is it that City hunkered down and tightened their belt? I think Sergio Ramos was a, was a key link to Real Madrid's defense. Him missing cost the mistakes. You know, he's a, he's a baller. He captains the team. Him missing uh, also brought us success. But you can also debate on this point that we also missed Sergio Aguero. Raheem Sterling had like 10 chances. Yeah. Gabriel Jesus had 10 chances or so. They all, uh, they did not score from their own chances. They scored from Varane's mistake. Mm. The other thing, I think Marcelo was also missing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, the man of the match of the game was Kyle Walker. And Kyle Walker played a very instrumental point in the game. Passing the ball, defending, speed. As you, can, as you all know, so, uh, Kyle Walker is the fastest. He's the fastest player. Debatable. This, this Debatable. Yeah. So, I think yeah. uh, them missing Sergio Ramos and us missing Sergio Aguero, the Sergios, they cancel out. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Even before City had um, with Sergio Aguero or without Sergio Aguero, they were still doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, because Sterling was still getting the goals, young mm-hmm. Phil Foden was still getting the goals, also mm-hmm. we had Mariel was still getting the goals. So we wouldn't say that um, City were missing Sergio Aguero in, in, in a manner that Real Madrid were missing um, Sergio Ramos. Also, another thing that Giggs would like to point out is the brilliance of one man that is Kevin De Bruyne. And I think that he deserved to be the man of the match. Kevin mm-hmm. De Bruyne, man. Had time a very time good game. Again, yeah, time and again, we've talked about the brilliance of Kevin De Bruyne. And in that game, he was just exceptional, man. He was mm. so exceptional. And I think I agree with you because the, the one thing that has, has always been overshadowed, especially in, in high-pressure games, is uh, the midfield is always left behind because all of a sudden we see strikers pressing. But we don't realize that the strikers pressing means the midfielders have to cover the ground, but the strikers are left behind them. And so goes for yeah. the defense. that They have to cover a bigger zone. But I think props yeah. to number one city. Congratulations to congratulations to them for going through uh, to the quarterfinal. Now uh, I don't know about you, but they they meet uh, Olympic Lyon uh, on Saturday, that is fifteenth of yeah. this month. And speaking of Olympic Lyon, Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be for the first time missing a quarterfinal since two thousand and seven. 
So the last time Ronaldo yeah. missed a quarterfinal for championship was 2007. Why? This is because Juventus uh, failed to secure a win against uh, Olympic Lyon. Although they played the old lady, I think the header that he had missed uh, uh, that would have given him the hat-trick should have taken Juventus through. But uh, Lyon won on uh, the single away goal that they scored against Juventus. The one thing that we predicted, uh, KD and myself, was that Ronaldo's to score again and score a hat-trick the same way he saved uh, uh, Atletico Madrid last season and was to take Juventus through to the quarterfinal. What happened? And please comment on the penalty decision that was taken against, uh, against, uh, against Juventus in favor of Lyon. Yeah, man. First of all, I think it was a really good game to watch from a neutral point of view. But then also when you watch Juventus, they've not been doing so well this season. And when we were talking about this on Sunday, we, talk, we highlighted that. That Juventus, the only reason that they can lose that game is if they do not turn up, which they've not been turning up in most of the games this season. Mm-hmm. And in that game, they, 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 were not so, they were not doing so well. Dybala was injured. He came in. Um, he was not fully fit. Again, he was substituted. Then, when you watch Juventus, this is not the Juventus that we are used to watching in the previous years. And after the game, we had Maurizio Sarri even saying that Juventus are just cast in this competition. Yeah. Juventus, it's, and, and it's like they are just cast because they never go past that. They go even, they meet even a, a weekend team and they never go past that. So it was unfortunate for, for Juventus to lose against, that, um, against Lyon. But then also, you just have to give it to Lyon and also Rudy Garcia for how he organized his team. When you watch even the young players on the pitch, you watch uh, Memphis Depay, you watch another player, a very young player, I think his name is Kakere. You watch also another young player by the name of Bruno Guimares and also Hussein Awa. They also did very well in the midfield and also in the defence. So you also have to give it to Lyon. Both of the penalties, you also highlighted about the penalties. Both of the penalties um, to Juventus and also to Lyon, I think they, they do not deserve to be given. Now, now, Kolo, even as you're, as you're commenting for your point, we, we, please, I want you to focus on, number one, uh, Mauricio Sarri's uh, position now that uh, he's lost his position uh, again to another club that is not very happy with his performance. Uh, and also comment, number one, did Ronaldo uh, have to step up his game more than what he had already done uh, on, on Friday? Was it on Friday night? Yes. Uh, in my own point of view, I think... Uh, the penalty in favor of Lyon was soft, uh, mm-hmm. and Ronaldo actually turned up. He scored two goals. Mm. He actually scored two goals, and that's a player. Someone who scores two goals in one game. What more do you want? He can't do. He can't do everything. In my own point of view, but I think I have to give credit to Lyon. Lyon are a bad, are a bad team. I think we faced them uh, in the group stage. Man City faced Lyon in group stage last year, last season, or was it the season before? Mm-hmm. Uh, one yeah, of those seasons. Season and we actually lost both games. And I remember a guy called Cornet. Cornet. Yeah, yeah. Badman. Mm-hmm. Ball terrorized us, but I don't think Sari has confidence enough to dominate, to dominate football. That's the problem. Sari has lost his position to uh, Andre Pielo. Yeah. And I think it will be so difficult for Pielo to be a coach. He has not coached the youth team. He has never coached before. It will be a bit difficult. But uh, I wish them the best. But I think we'll beat Leon. At a neutral, at a neutral ground, yeah. we'll actually beat Leon. Yeah. But yes, I, I think I, we'll beat them yeah. uh, like 2-1. 
Okay, KD, <laughs> what's, your what's your prediction for the for the tie between these two clubs? Yeah, man, I think it's still early, but then also just like Colin said, they will in they will win it easily, man. Maybe yeah. like a three nil win, three will three nil win to six. Okay. Um, I yeah. The Barcelona Napoli game. Uh, Barcelona were at home at Camp Nou. Uh, the prediction this time, this half of the of the fixtures that was that that were played on Saturday. Of course, uh, for the prediction of, of that one, I know uh, who was right between myself and KD. I think uh, I I don't remember exactly, but uh, Barcelona through to quarterfinals uh, after a very hard fought battle at the uh, at the new Camp. Now, Colo, tell me because Barcelona now meet. The, uh, the indomitable uh, team that is Bayern Munich, and we'll talk about the funeral game that Chelsea had uh, on Saturday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but, but uh, comment about uh, what Napoli should have done to try and even pull themselves away, even if, even if it was with uh, a respectable result. Uh, I think Barcelona's brilliance overshadowed Napoli's game. Koulibaly, one of the best defenders, in my own point of view. Mm-hmm. Koulibaly is one of the best defenders, but uh, I think he he brought a player down on the box, which was a mm-hmm. very reckless challenge. Yeah. I know he was trying to take the ball away from the player, but he caught a player penalty. But Messi's goal, mm. Messi's defender, ha, 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 yeah, brilliance. Now that's a goal you admire. I watched the goal like five times. Yeah. Okay, KD, KD, I want you to comment number one on the on the performance. You you know me and you personally are uh, are are Barcelona fans, and that's what ties us together in terms of how we relate on the podcast. Messi had a good game. Yeah. Defenders could not contain him. Barcelona go into Barcelona go into the quarterfinals against Bayern, who uh, uh, who put Chelsea in the grave uh, on Saturday. What exactly uh, do Barcelona need to do to? To, to, to secure themselves a slot in the in the semi-final. What what strengths do they need to bring out that they've not that they've not brought out yet that are still in the closet? Yeah man and just like you say that's the problem with Barcelona. Right now they do not have a cohesive team. They are not so good in the midfield but attacking was still also it's only messy that came or whether the Allianz party will be starting a, the next game. It's a matter of cohesion which we've not managed to see especially this season. And mm-hmm. that's why maybe we might argue that they, they lost the, the La Liga to also to Real Madrid. Yeah. And for them against Napoli, for Napoli, I think that Napoli were, were not just so good. But then also we might argue that Messi was good. When you have Messi, what else do you need in your team? So when I'm looking into this particular game, when you watch uh, Bayern Munich right now, they have a team that is moving, whether it's defensive-wise, whether it's midfield-wise, or whether it's attacking-wise, when you have... Um, Ginabri, Lewandowski, or even Perisic, or whoever will start, um, or uh, um, either uh, uh, Perisic or even Coman. So when you watch a Bayern Munich, it's given that they have the higher chances of winning this game against Barcelona. But then also, you can't take it away from Barcelona when you have Lionel Messi. Like Collins started by saying, you can't do it on, you can't do it all on those ones. It's a very close one, but Barcelona just need to be careful. Considering that it's only a one-legged tie, it could go in favor of Barcelona, especially mm. now that it's only a one-legged tie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. I, I think the the one thing that I would even need to highlight is 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 Bayern versus Chelsea because Bayern hit Chelsea at seven one. Unfortunately for Chelsea, going to the second leg, they didn't have their players. Abraham only scored one goal. That was the Chelsea goal. Uh. 
but 7-1 is a very big gap. I don't think, and I think KD has already highlighted that Bayern with the likes of Coman, with the likes of Perisic, with the likes of Lewandowski. Lewandowski, actually, fun fact about this match is that Lewandowski was involved in every single goal. It was two assists and two goals for the, uh, for, for the center forward at, at yeah. Bayern. The number nine is doing quite an amazing job mm. at, uh, at Bayern Munich. But I want you guys, I want to move on to the Europa League just before uh, we predict, uh, just before we predict scores for, actually, let's predict scores for the Barca versus Bayern game. Akolo, how do you see the, the Bayern and Barca game going? I'm going for Barca, three, Bayern, two. Okay, KD? I have to lean towards the team that I usually support, that is Barcelona. So I'm going for a Barcelona 2-1 win. Uh, okay, I think for me, it, uh, I, I stand with, uh, with Colo. There might be 3-2 because it's going to be a tight game. But let us wait uh, for this match to be played. So the, the, the quarterfinals of the Champions League are going to be uh, Atalanta versus uh, Paris Saint-Germain. is going to be on Wednesday. Uh, Leipzig face Athletic on Thursday. Barca and Bayern face off on Friday. And then rounding off the Champions League fixtures is City and Lyon. Now let's move on to the... Europa League, which had quite a couple of surprises. Obviously, we're going to start with Wolves versus Olympiacos, who I think were, were, were done dirty, in, in my view, given that I was yeah. behind, given <laughs> that I was behind Olympiacos, and it was a very foolish decision that was called out by the ref. But uh, yeah. now that the result is already 2-1, uh, Wolves found themselves in a position where they have survived the, 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 the obvious... The obvious uh, defeat that Olympiacos would have given them, given that you could see that game Olympiacos were really pushing for a result. Uh, now, KD, I want to start with you, because you were behind Wolves, I was behind Olympiacos, clearly I was the one who was disappointed in this tie. Uh, what do you think uh, <laughs> going forward, what do you think going forward will be will happen to Wolves? Because they face Sevilla. Sevilla is one of the most experienced teams in the Europa League, uh, given that they have won, they won this uh, title three seasons ago. I think sometimes it's just a matter of luck. Um, in, in such kind of a competition, you can only hope, um, even despite having the kind of experience that we are having in this competition, they are five times winners of the Europa League, if I'm not wrong. So, Wolves, they have been playing um, all right this season, especially, and also in the Europa League and also in the Premier League. But in the Europa League, now that you are very disappointed with the, with the loss to when you are, you are the team that you are supporting, that you are rallying behind, that is Olympiacos that lost to Olympia to Wolves. I think that Olympiacos won luck, but then also you need luck in, in, in this kind of competition. That's what Wolves had. Mm -hmm. Olympiacos were denied a goal. I think sometimes it's a, it's a matter of the young Campos. Lucas Ocampos is doing very well, and the young Sergio Regulon is also doing very well from the left back position. So they have a very good team. Um, I think Wolves just have to to go and try their luck. It's all about a matter of trying. They've made yeah. it into the quarterfinals, so they can only go and play and hope for something. Yeah. Now, I want to, I want to hear from, from, uh, from Kolo on, in terms of Wolves, Wolves going forward uh, face Sevilla. Of course, we've heard from, uh, from KD how, how Olympiacos, uh, it, was, it was just bad luck for them. But going forward, in terms of uh, them facing um, Sevilla, what, what do you see as the resultant uh, given that Sevilla are more experienced than Wolves when it comes to this competition? Uh, in my own point of view, I think Wolves are motivated by the fact that they're not playing European football next season. So they need to win something in order to play European football. So that is what they have in mind. If we don't win, we are out of Europe and we don't have money. 
So I think Wolves will progress. But Sevilla is a tough opponent. That's what I think. Sevilla yeah. is, a, is, a is a very tough opponent. So mm. I think Wolves will try their best because they know if they don't win this competition, there's no, there's no European football next yeah. season. Yeah. So I think that is the motivation they have in mind. They're like, uh, uh, Bruno, uh, the, 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 the coach, is telling them, we, we, are, we are not going to play European football. You're not going to get money. So it's motivation. It's the mentality they have in mind. That's my perspective on this. Okay. So what are your predictions for this game, uh, Wolves versus Sevilla? I think uh, Adama and uh, Jimenez will score two goals. And Sevilla will have one goal. Uh, I'm going for a Sevilla win, like a three-one win to Sevilla in this particular game. All right. Now they are, that that was the that was a hot game of of basically the the game that everyone had their eyes on because uh, United against LSK hit them again two-one on Wednesday, uh, taking the aggregate to seven-one. Now uh, and they face uh, a very motivated team, Copenhagen. So, uh, Copenhagen. For me, this is a walk. Uh, I feel I don't know why. For me, this feels like a walkover for United. Uh, as compared to people like Inter Milan or Basel who play Shakhtar Donetsk and Inter Milan who play Leverkusen. Uh, one, Leverkusen being a, a very okay team yeah. uh, in the Bundesliga. But uh, uh, do, you, do you guys think uh, in, uh, uh, this, this might uh, uh, change in terms, of, uh, the, sorry, in terms of the dominance that United have over Copenhagen? Yeah, man, Giggs, personally, I don't think this is a walkover for United. I think this one will entirely depend on the kind of selection and the kind of teams that um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to be having on the pitch because I know you watched the United and the last game, and when you watch that game, United were nowhere near their best. So if at all um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not going to be careful with this particular game, you saw what he did in the FA Cup by having a very weak selection against against Chelsea, and mm. we lost to Chelsea. So in this particular game, I think it's all about a matter of selection, and we mm. really have a good squad for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to select from right now. So I think right now the manager is obliged to give out uh, the best because this is a competition whereby United are focused on winning because it's the only competition that you can only win right now. Well, yeah. uh, it's the only competition we can win right now. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should be putting his, his best team right now. Else, it, it, can be very, it, it can be very dangerous for United right now. But then also, if you can have the best of our team, you saw, uh, you saw what Martial did um, when he was brought on against us. So when you, maybe you can start the likes of Greenwood, the likes of Martial or even Rashford or even Bruno in the midfield, then you can expect that United will be winning this particular game. All right. Uh, at, well, let me throw this to Kolo. Uh, do you think uh, uh, the United uh, squad is strong enough to take it all the way to the final? Or will at some point, if they meet either uh, United, Inter Milan, uh, I mean, if, they, if United meet Inter Milan, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, Basel, Wolves or Sevilla, one of those teams in the semi-final. Of course, the favourites being uh, Sevilla going through in their match and uh, Shakhtar Donetsk going through in their match. Inter Milan through Leverkusen. What do you think United need to do to even make it to the final? Uh, first, uh, I'll comment on the Copenhagen game. I think that's a walkover for United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not a two, this is not a two-legged game. So uh, there's no uh, uh, Manchester United will not travel to Denmark. Yeah. So one thing, I'm sure they'll win the game, and it will be like three 0 
Mm-hmm. It was a three-nil, uh, three-nil battering of Copenhagen. Then, actually, faced Inter Milan. I'm sure Lukaku will actually score. Oh yes. A brace of that. Uh, that I'm sure. I'm, I'm <laughs> Lukaku will revenge on Manchester United like a beast, like the guy he, you've never seen. That I'm sure. So I hope Manchester United don't meet Inter. Because if they meet Inter, they're out. All right. Uh, uh, well, clearly it looks like uh, uh, Colo is, is behind, is behind uh, United facing Inter Milan because uh, he really wants to see uh, Romelu Lukaku uh, utterly uh, getting revenge on United through uh, a brace of goals. The Inter Milan and Leverkusen game is something that uh, uh, we, we know because of time I, don't, I can't dive into it. Uh, but I just yeah. want to get to your predictions for the uh, Inter Milan versus Leverkusen. Colo, uh, just scores. I'm going for a three-one win for Inter Milan uh-huh. and Lukaku for one goal. Uh, KD, um, a three-one win to Inter Milan also and a goal by Lautaro. Ah, okay. Uh, what about the Man United Copenhagen game, Colo? Three-nil as I told before. Three-nil. Uh huh. KD, a three-one win to United. Yeah. Uh, and now, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk and Basel, who play on Tuesday night, uh, what do you think? How do you think that game will go? Uh, I think uh, Shakhtar Donetsk will beat Basel two-one. Uh, this one, I'm I'm seeing also Shakhtar Donetsk winning this one by uh, by three three nil three nil yeah three nil. Okay, and finally, uh, Wolves and Sevilla. What Colo? Uh, uh, do you think uh, this game? How how do you think this game will go? <laughs> As I said before, two one, and Adama and Jimenez will score a goal each. Ah, confidence. That is confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Just like I predicted earlier on, um, I went to Sevilla. Three one. Three one to Sevilla. All right, uh, again, yeah. again, thank you so much. This has been, I think it's been one of our fastest podcasts, but uh, I think it's because the limited amount of matches we are uh, concluding the season with Europa League uh, quarterfinals and Champions League. Uh, Kolo, thank you again for joining us. It's been quite a while and we are glad that you joined us on today's uh, podcast. Uh, 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 anything for the fans? Um, uh, no, I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to talk to you guys wow this is the season you are winning the champions league so all man city fans listen to this podcast and for jazzies contact this podcast you'll get anything you want <laughs> excellent excellent so uh, for if you want jazzies contact us uh, through our facebook page and uh, instagram page that is at the goal podcast and on twitter goal underscore pod uh, and we'll be able to link you with Kolo, who is going to be able to get you the freshest drip when it comes to football uh, accessories uh, KD, anything uh, final? And now, man, let's just end it at that, man. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so I've been your host, Giggs, joined by KD and the returning fan of the fans, that is uh, Kolo. Uh, follow us on all our social media. Again, that is on Facebook and Instagram at the Goldmouth Podcast and on Twitter at Goldmouth underscore pod. Please join us again uh, on Thursday, Thursday or Friday, when we finally look at all these matches and conclude all the semi-finalists that are going to be going through uh, and we'll also be able to give you the best when it comes to analysis of each and every single game. Uh, That is it from us. Follow us as we follow football. See you next week. Bless up.